Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Outside the Box Conversations. I'm with Becky Wall today. And Becky, I'm first of all, I'm very grateful you're here. Uh, we, we met about five minutes ago, and we, and we turned the camera on, and that's exactly how I like to meet my friends. So it's a pleasure to have you. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing very, very well, and I'm excited to be here to talk about my favorite subject. And it's quickly becoming my favorite subject. And what we're talking about today is essential oils. And I want to start by saying you're a certified raindrop technician specialist. And, and that's a, it's a mouthful. Why don't you just tell our listeners what that is so we get some context here? Uh, yes, that it, it, it is a mouthful. <laughs> and it's using essential oils on, there's points on the bottom of the feet. There's, part, there's a part of the technique that's used on the back. And then there's also muscle relaxing techniques that are used. It's a way for the body to maintain health and the way for the immune system to be boosted. To me, the best way that I can explain it is when you're working on your computer and all of a sudden nothing is working, it's not going right, and you reboot the computer and all of a sudden, ta-da, it's all back to normal. And Raindrop to me does that. Um, so I work on people and I also work on animals from goats and horses to dogs and cats. Um, haven't done any kind of other things. I know people that have done raindrop on chickens, but I'm not there yet. So <laughs> I find it super fascinating. And, you know, essential oils is, is something that I've heard a lot about. Uh, I know a lot of people who use them, but, but I don't know, I don't know a lot of, of what it does and what it's for more. I, I just know it works and that it's helpful. Why don't you talk a little bit about your favorite subject and, and how you got into that? Like what was your, what's your why behind the essential oils? Oh, wow. <laughs> Do you have days? <laughs> um, well, let's first talk about what even an essential oil is. Okay. An essential oil is not what you think about. Is, it's, they're not greasy. So it's kind of deceptive when you talk about it being an oil. Because essential oils are light. They're called volatile pro, uh, uh, components. Because when you open a bottle of essential oils, the, the little molecules start to flutter up into the air. That's how you can start to smell an essential oil. And even when you're working with animals, you can open up a bottle across the room from a dog or a cat and their sense of smell is 200 times what ours is so all of a sudden you're going to start seeing them go because they can actually smell it so it's those little molecules that actually come up into the air and that's how you start to smell them and that the size of those molecules being so small that's why they work so well in our bodies and when you look at a plant they come from plants, obviously, but when you look at a plant, the way the essential oils work in a plant is just like our blood works in us. So in the plant, if there's a, an injury, essential oils will go through the fluid in the plant and they'll go to where it is and they'll actually help that little damaged area to heal. It'll, it'll stop the flow of any kind of fluids coming out of that plant. If there are waste products that are in the plant that need to be carried out, it does the same things. If there's nutrients that need to come from the soil and go into the plant and nourish those cells, it, that's what the essential oils do in the plant. Now, God made our bodies to understand what plants do. And that's why our bodies understand what essential oils do. So that it's, it's a way that our bodies can use these to help our bodies to maintain health uh, without some man-made chemical that the body doesn't quite understand. So is it all based on, uh, you, you said smell quite a bit, and that's how I know essential oils, as I can tell by the smell. And is there something with that sense um, that is that what calms us down or or 
does the smell have anything to do with it other than, you know, uh, it'd be a good smell? Oh, that was a phenomenal question. Because when you, when you smell an essential oil, the sense of smell is the only sense, touch, um, see, hear, whatever. But the sense of smell is the only one that goes immediately to our brain. <laughs> so when you smell an essential oil, it goes to, guess what? The emotional center of the brain, the amygdala of the brain. And that's where, for instance, when you, when you smell something and, and it evokes a memory, uh, one of the fry, fried okra is a good memory for me because it reminds me of my grandmother. Biscuits baking is a memory of my grandmother. And so with essential oils, when you smell them, they can bring up memories. They can bring up emotions. And sometimes it might be bad memories and it might be bad emotions, but it also brings them up to your front to say, okay, I had this bad memory. I recognize that. I remember that. And now I'm going to deal with it and help my body to heal. And with essential oils, they're not all made equally. So you have to make sure that the essential oil that you are purchasing is actually made in the way that it needs to be made. Because they, like our bodies, they consist of these individual constituents, anywhere from 200 to 1,000 different constituents. And that's the reason why they work. When you pull out just one here or one there or, or something like that, they will not have the full body and work to the fullest potential of their abilities. So how do you, how do you tell between an essential oil that's going to really help me versus one that might not help me as much? Like, how do you tell the effectiveness of one essential oil versus the other? Okay, that's another good question. All right. Um, and uh, while you're thinking of that, I, I had another question. Are, are, are there certain people that may, might respond to one essential oil and another person respond to a different one? Like, is it personalized in that way? Or <laughs> I'm going, I'm going deep back. Yeah. That, that's good though. Cause I like this. Um, you're, you're right. Not every essential oil will work for every person. Okay. Um, and a lot of times, even research has shown that when you smell an essential oil, if you like the smell of it, it's balancing to you. It's balancing emotionally to you. It's balancing physically to you. When you smell an essential oil and you don't like the smell of that, your body is saying, hey, there's something in that that needs to do a job in me. It needs to work in me, whether it be on the physical level, maybe there's something in that essential oil that's going to help your body to detox some toxins out of your body. Maybe it is a, a toxic emotion that needs to be dealt with. And so each essential oil is different. And like when I was talking about all the constituents that are in the essential oils, um, we, when you look at lavender, for instance, lavender, when I ask people, what is your favorite essential oil? 98% of the people tell me it's lavender. Yeah. I don't like lavender. And, I, and it's kind of like, well, I feel kind of weird, but it's not one that I go to. But obviously there's something in that oil that I need, and I do periodically try to put it on and let it do its work. And I've had this happen to me in the past. I've, I've, I've smelled an essential oil, um, and it'd be like, whoa, get that thing away from me. I don't want it anywhere near me. I can't stand it. I would even try to put it on the bottom of my feet, and, um, and I could still smell it. And um, so... It would, it would be, it had something to do in me. It had a work to do in me. And putting it on the bottom of the feet is a great way to put it. So you need that because you're repelled by it. Exactly. Huh. Exactly. So once I start using this 
and it's done the work in me, whether it be, again, emotionally, whether it be physically, or whatever it is that I need, then I start to like the smell of that oil. I've had several of them happen this, and one of them is called joy. And I had friends that they like, oh, I love joy. It just smells so good. And I put it over my heart and it makes me feel so happy. And, and I put it on my heart and I'm like, I can't stand this. I have to get it off because it was too strong for me at that moment. Huh. It was the joy has rose oil in it. And rose oil is an oil that can do a lot of work in the body. Um, It is the highest frequency essential oil. Everything that we are associated with, the lights, um, anything that works, it all has a frequency. Food has a frequency. Uh, Cooked food has a lower frequency than raw foods. Raw foods have a higher frequency. The higher frequency, the healthier it is. No, I shouldn't say that. The frequencies matter. So even our bodies, a a healthy frequency for our bodies is like between 60 and 70 megahertz. When that drops below it, there's things like viruses, bacteria, and fungus that really like the lower frequency. So then they can start to cause problems in the body. When you use essential oils that also have frequencies, like rose oil. Rose oil will help to elevate your frequency back to a healthy frequency, and then you can maintain health. It's all about staying above that wellness line. And it's all about staying up there to where you can maintain your health, and then um, you have a healthier life. So based on what I know of the people who I know do essential oils, they tend to use the ones like the lavender, that the ones that make them feel good, the ones that, that they like. But what I'm hearing you say is, you know, maybe we should seek out the ones we don't necessarily like. So where's the balance there? Because I, I think a lot of the benefit of essential oils is the, the comfort that a certain smell or feel um, that it gives you. So how should we stay away from that? Or should we do that too? And it serve another purpose than say the something like the rose, uh, the rose one that you talked about, how that was hard for you. Like, does that make sense? Is my, do we seek the comforting aspect of essential oil or do we seek the discomfort of some of these, uh, types of essential oils that also could, be really good for us. Okay, I I get it. So let's go a little deeper because essential oils are so much more than just the smell and how it makes you feel. Okay, okay. Because when even you look at, um, for instance, say, okay, spring's coming up. So I'm going to be starting to work out in the garden. I'm going to be starting to work outside. I have sat on my my little booty all winter long and I'm going to be starting to get sore. So as I'm working out and I'm doing different things outside and I start to get sore, well, yes, the aroma is nice, but what about putting an oil on topically to help with those muscles, to help with um, uh, softening up those ligaments and help with the muscles to relax or say I'm out and, and I hurt myself, I scrape myself or whatever. The essential oils can also be used as a disinfectant to help so that I don't get it infected. Um, So essential oils are more than than just the the smell so let's talk about okay so there so application matters application matters got it and and your intent of what you want to do with them so so lavender is considered the swiss army knife of the essential oil world it is good for anything and everything from not just relaxing it's good for sleep um for muscle relaxation um it's also a great uh, immune booster 
But suppose maybe you're, you're dealing with something a little bit more intense, something that's made your body start to ache and feel really bad or something. You might need something that has a little bit more oomph to it. Okay. So switching to another essential oil. So yes, lavender is very relaxing. It's great to use an Epsom sauce and put in the bath and soak, but say maybe it didn't really release the muscle tension as much as you would need it to. So maybe you need to go to something else, maybe something like peppermint, maybe something like um, marjoram or basil. Basil are very, very good and supportive to the muscles. Um, are, are these all different strengths? Because say like lavender's just not quite doing it for me. And like you said, I need to bump it up to peppermint. Is it because peppermint has a stronger effect on muscles or is it just the, it's different? That's where it goes back into the chemistry, the okay. chemistry of the essential oils and all those constituents that I had mentioned. Uh, for instance, lavender has anywhere from about 200 different constituents in it. And that's the reason why it does what it does. Okay. So okay. when you look at lavender that's out in the marketplace, the majority of it is, oh, say, for instance, all of the essential oils that are made in the world, about 98% of them are made for the food and fragrance industry. So they're going into foods, they're going into perfumes, they're going into different things. And very few of them, only 2%, are used for maintaining health, hmm. putting them on topically, using them in a diffuser aromatically, or even taking them internally. And so when you have that much, there's only so many farms on the world. And so you have to actually... Um, Know the company that is making your essential oil because Lavenden, which is a hybrid, smells like lavender, looks like lavender, but it's not lavender. And so when you look at out, out in the marketplace, you have to know where your essential oils come from. Okay. Because some companies will use Lavenden, which is the hybrid. It's cheaper to manufacture. And also some companies will actually use synthetic chemicals because it can be reproduced in the, in the lab. Sure. The lab can reproduce that and make that smell exactly like, that's why you can't go on smell. Make it smell yeah. exactly like lavender, but it could be lavender. And lavender is, yes, it's a hybrid. And I've actually been to a farm where they grow lavender. And, um, and I've seen the plants, looks like lavender and, and everything, but it has totally different constituents. Lavender has more camphor, a constituent called camphor. And so lavender, we all know, is really, really good for burns. I grab it. If I, I touch something on the stove or whatever and, and I burn, lavender is my first to go, go to to get it. But if you were to take something and it was not pure lavender, wasn't right. truly lavender, it was lavender, the camphor that is in lavender will actually exacerbate that burn and make it worse. So people that are using lavender that they buy from the store, if they don't know if it's truly lavender, they put it on a burn, it can take a first degree burn to a second and third degree burn. But that's just, it's not that it's bad. Lavender, its purpose is to be an antiseptic. Its pur purpose is to clean. So that's where you look at the different constituents. Can you, because um, I got two questions. You, you keep saying constituents and... I, and to be honest with you, I don't know what that means. So what is a constituent? <laughs> okay. All right. Let's see. There are, like I said, thousands of them. So one of them that comes to mind is called beta caryophylline. Okay. Okay. Let, let's look at the, um, think about Tinker Toys. You, you know Tinker Toys? I know Tinker Toys. Am I older, too old to be talking about that you don't know? What? Okay. <laughs> let's talk about Legos. Everybody knows what Legos okay, is. Okay. Legos. There we go. All right. So when you're, when you have a Lego, that is considered a constituent. So when you one want Lego. A, one Lego. Okay. And say this particular one is um, 
linalool acetate, which is in lavender. That's what makes lavender lavender. Or another oil called copaiba is uh, beta-caryophylline. Beta-caryophylline is, is in copaiba. So when you take those, those Legos and you put them together and you make this the structure, whatever it is that you're building, the, the Death Star, the, <clears throat> you know, a house, a boat or whatever, all of those little pieces make this one big structure. Hmm. So in essential oils, you have all of these different constituents in, um, I, I don't recall what they all are. In frankincense, it's, uh, um, oh my goodness, let's go back to uh, Copaiba because that one, I could, the beta-caryophylline that's in, in Copaiba, the majority of what's in Copaiba is beta-caryophylline. Beta-caryophylline is a huge, huge constituent that works with um, and against inflammation. Okay. So if something had happened and I wanted to fight that particular thing, I would choose the power hitter of Copaiba to help my body to fight against inflammation. And Copaiba is a constituent. Copaiba is the oil. Is the oil that's made up of constituents. Right. Got each, it. Each okay. oil has um, has different constituents. They, they have the little bitty molecules that make up is the reason why the oil is what it is. Um, I mean, I can read them off, but it's it's like I'm be speaking in Japan, but it, so it would be not really worth it. So frankincense, for instance, frankincense is another one that it's the individual constituents that make it up. Got it. It's like baking a pa- baking a cake. Yeah. And if you if you put the flour in and you put um, the the milk in, but you don't add the eggs, you're not going to get a good product. And so essential oils are made up all these little individual ingredients. And if companies cut corners or they put something fake into it, the oil is not going to work the way it's supposed to work in nature, the way nature intended. Does that help? That helps a ton. And it, it, for one, shows how complicated it can be. So, you know, as a layman who's wanting to get into essential oils, you know, how do we choose the right companies? Like, how do we make sure that what, that when we're putting out lavender or putting on lavender, that we're actually getting lavender? What are some companies that you trust? Well, I, you have to know the company for sure. Okay. And and honestly, um, you you can't really go to a box store and buy essential oils. You, you honestly, 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 honestly cannot consider money. Rose oil that I had mentioned about being the highest in the the highest frequency essential oil. It takes over five thousand pounds of petals, just petals. Imagine petals, 5,000 pounds of petals. That's a lot of petals. To make one pound of an essential oil. Jeez. So okay. it's a lot. Yeah. And and when you look at even out in, in the marketplace, and if you see a bottle of rose oil for 12 bucks, it is not 100% all the way rose oil. It can't possibly be. The company that I use, it, a bottle, a five milliliter bottle of rose oil retails for almost $200. Wow. So big difference. Same yeah. thing with frankincense. When you look at frankincense, there are 40 to 60 different species of frankincense. But has that company actually done the research and gone to see which ones actually have the health benefits that are necessary? And there's only about three species that are really good at helping to truly honestly support the health of the body. Hmm. So if you pull up a, a frankincense bottle and you see, say, Boswellia serrata is one of the species. 
it's down on the bottom of the list of the ones that have actually health benefits to it. Boswellia carteri, Boswellia sacra, those are two of the top highest that actually have health benefits. And there are, there's a, a hospital in Oman that is using um, uh, frankincense. They're using the Boswellia sacra and using it very effectively against cancer. So it, it matters who the company is. And, and you have to look at the company, you have to look at, and to me too, integrity matters. Sure. And so I got started with this, um, it was in 2007, so almost 14 years. Next month will be almost four, will be 14 years that I've been doing this. And what got me started into this was that um, God had been dealing with me about what are you feeding your family, what are you putting on your body, what are you using for personal care products, because anything, your skin is your largest, largest organ. Mm -hmm. Whatever you put on your skin goes immediately into your body, it goes into your blood system, and it circulates through your body. So that's why we have to be mindful of what we do to our bodies and what we put on them. So I had been on a search for healthy products, healthy shampoo, healthy, healthy soaps, and, and different things. And I was a medical transcriptionist at this time. And I would be hearing the doctor say, well, let's try this med. Oh, well, this didn't work. Let's do this one. Oh, this one didn't work. Oh, well, let's try th this one didn't work. Oh, but now we're going to put you on this one. But monthly, you have to have liver function tests done, because this prescription can actually destroy your liver. And I'm like going, whoa. Mm -hmm. So I asked God, send me something that would help people. And within two weeks, I was introduced to essential oils in the grocery store. Okay. In the cereal aisle, I had um, injured my shoulders and, um, and, and to even just pick up a bucket, I couldn't pick up a bucket because I had no strength in my shoulders. Uh, if I, I was on my tummy, I couldn't roll myself over. Um, I couldn't do a push up. I mean, I had nothing in my shoulders. They were essentially gone, but I still continue to play softball, still continue to play volleyball. Well, the, the, this girl that I knew, I used to work for her husband. She, her husband's a veterinarian and I knew she did these essential oils. And so I got up the courage to go talk to her. And that's another thing essential oils have done for me is that I couldn't do this or talk to somebody I did not know, you know, without what these essential oils have done for me. Interesting. Um, and so she put two oils on me. One was called Panaway and the other one was peppermint. She put it on my shoulder and I did this. And for the first time in months, I didn't feel any pain. Now everybody's different. Sure. It, uh, and I'm not saying that if you use these two, it's going to, you know, completely take care of your issues. But as I went farther and stretched my arm back farther, I still had the discomfort. So I went home and I ordered the two oils she put on me. I used them faithfully twice a day for two weeks. And again, everybody's different. What works for me may not work for you. But I had relief. Mm -hmm. I got my shoulders back. Yeah. And so then, then over time, and at this point when I was in that, there was only one company that was, that was well known and it was Young Living, Young Living Essential Oils. Mm -hmm. So since that time, I have been to their farms, which is, that's the biggest thing is that if you find a company that has their own farms, who walks in integrity, who knows, uses no uh, synthetic chemicals on their, their fields, because whatever you put on those plants, that goes into that plant, that goes into the distillery, and it comes out into your oil. And I don't want pesticides and chemicals, again, coming into my body. Right. And so with, uh, I, I've been to a farm in uh, Mona, Utah. I've been to their farm in France. I've been to another farm that they have also in Utah. And they have farms all over the world, Croatia, in Ecuador, um, 
in, in Australia. And then we also have partner farms that work with us. But they have such high standards, higher than the industry that has out there. They go above and beyond what the industry says is okay. And they go above and, and recycling and looking at the environment and watching after the environment and in Ecuador of, of going in and, and replanting and, you know, looking after the environment is number one while they're producing these essential oils. And the amount of testing that is done on these oils is the other thing that drew me to this company is that they do 17 different, they use 17 different machines in order to test these products not just their essential oils, but also their supplements. And if it doesn't pass all 17 of those, they give them, if it comes from a partner farm, they give it back. And if, if it's uh, with us, we've poured so many oils out on the, the soil in Ecuador. And it goes down to even the exact science of what time of the day does that plant want to be cut to get the highest quality of constituents, all of those 200 to 1,000 different constituents to get all of the healing properties in it. And to give you an idea of, in the uh, the physician's desk reference book that doctors use that has all the medications in it, I don't know if it does now, but it used to have wintergreen essential oil in it. And it would tell you, deadly, don't use, must dilute, blah, blah, blah. And so um, things like Wrigley Spearmint Gum used to take used to use a natural wintergreen. But when you take a single constituent out, the methyl salicylate, which is in wintergreen, yes, it can be deadly. But when you look at what God created of that wintergreen plant, and you look at the balance that God put in it, that one methyl salicylate is balanced by all those other constituents that are in it. It's like going back to the Legos. If you want to build the London Bridge, and in the middle part, you don't have the, a correct Lego in there, what's going to happen? The bridge is going to collapse and right. it's not going to be supported. But that's why all of those are co constituents are important. With cypress oil, it has to be distilled for 24 hours at a certain temperature and at a certain atmospheric pressure in order to get all the, the healthy whole constituents out of it. Most companies will distill cypress oil for about two to two and a half hours. And it doesn't get it all out. So you don't have a full-bodied, healthy, whole cypress oil. Um, some of them will even reuse, and they'll use the same plant material and redistill it and redistill it. And then you just get it watered down and watered down. And also you can get toxicity into that because you're doing something to the plant that it wasn't designed to do. So this company will do that. They have, they have a, a library of thousands of constituents of what's necessary in these oils to make it whole. A whole essential oil so that you know you're not getting toxins in it and you know that you're getting something that's going to help the body and not ultimately hurt it. Yeah, the, the company you choose to use is so important with, you know, whether it's supplements, whether it's essential oils, because you want to know what you're putting in your body. You want to know that, you know, the efficacy of it and to see what this company is is putting towards research and the amount of effort they're putting into getting the, the most um whatever the term is in, in, in the sense of the most healing properties out of these, you know, the constituents in these essential oils is so crucial. So I'm glad you mentioned that because I think a lot of times we think, you know, oh, I'm, I'm taking an essential oil and that's good enough. Like you really do need to do your research and figure out, okay, what's the, what's the best one for me? Now, you know, before we wrap up here, you know, in terms of where to start, is there anything that the people listening need to know in terms of, you know, if, if they're having certain pains, is it all personalized through trial and error? Is there any sort of advice you could give them in terms of how to use essential oils to start off with just to get them 
in um, get them going in this world out of curiosity? Yeah, that that's a good question too. And you mentioned trial and error, mm-hmm. and you you can look at your your the main three essential oils that that work a lot for most people mm-hmm. are frankincense, peppermint, and lavender. Okay, those are three good basics to start with. Okay, um, and, and and again, it, it yeah it, it is some trial and error. Um, because again, we are all so different, right. and and everybody is is different in the fact of, um, you know, how clean is your environment? Right. Oh my goodness! Nowadays, my, um, you look at what they're spraying in the airports. You look at what they're spraying in the schools, and all of these toxic chemicals that people are being exposed to, mm-hmm. and so all of that is going into our bodies, and and we have to deal with that. So the essential oils, they all have detoxing properties to them. Okay. They can all help the liver. They can all help the kidneys cleanse. But how toxic is your body? It's like an air filter in a car. If you put your put the air filter in, and and ten years later you change it how well is your car been running for all those years? So it, it's also how hard does the essential oils have to work? And when I do raindrop technique, I am dropping oils on people's backs. And some of the oils like oregano and thyme, those are considered hot oils, meaning that when you put them on, you can feel a sensation of them starting to warm up. And um, it's just, the again, going back to the constituents, there are certain constituents in them that make them a warmer oil cinnamon. Okay. You know, you put cinnamon or, or whatever it is, and, and you can feel it be hot in your mouth. Um, but people that I work on, and then I'll, I'll put the oils on them, and their backs will turn bright red. And so I'll ask them, so what, what kind of healthcare products are you using? What kind of lotions are you using? Oh, I use blah, blah, blah that I got at da-da-da store. And, and what they don't realize is that they're putting these things on the skin is absorbing these or they come in smelling of perfumes and perfumes have over 600 different chemicals in them, toxic chemicals in them. And people have no idea what they're doing to their bodies uh, of polluting them. So the cleaner the body, the faster the oils will work. Sure. Okay. Okay. But it, it's, it all, it, everybody is different. It, it, it's in my house. I use no toxic chemicals at all. My cleaners come from young living and I have cats in my house and I see a lot of people posting about you know don't use uh, tea tree or don't use citrus oils because it'll kill your cat well not with the ones that I use because I know their quality I know their purity now I don't lock them in a room with a diffuser going I give them a way out if they want to and most times I'm diffusing in my office all day long and most times my cats come in and they lie there on my massage table or they lie there right beside my desk and I've got the diffuser going um, but again, with animals, it also makes a difference of what quality of essential oils that you use. So you, you mentioned diffuser. For people starting off, is this something that they just run at night or or is this something that they, do you want to start with a diffuser or do you want to start with using it topically, especially the three that you mentioned? Like wh- how would you advise them to kind of get going in this in this arena? Wow, to get going, it, it depends on, on whatever you're dealing with. Okay. So for me, when I first started, I had a physical thing. Got it. So I put it on topically. So so I tell people if something's going on physically, put it closest to wherever the problem is. Okay. And and to be honest, over the past 14 years, I really did not start utilizing my diffusers until 
the 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 thing happened <laughs> you know when when everything got got locked down and stuff and we also have been doing some renovations so i've had people in and out of my house so i've had diffusers going um i was more of a put it on topically or even young living has a um a line called the vitality vitality essential oils and on the label it says you can take this internally when you go out into the stores or you see something else, if it says do not take internally, then that's a big, a big uh, bell and whistle of, okay, if I can't take this internally, then why would I want to put it on my skin? Because huh. if it's on my skin and it absorbs, it's still getting in my body. But Young Living has a, has a line called the Vitality Line, and it says on the label that you can take this internally. So you can add it to water. People that don't, it, it, I'm fascinated by people that tell me they don't like the taste of water. And it's like, but water has no taste. And so if you don't like, then put a couple of drops of orange vitality in it. Put a couple of drops of lemon vitality in it. So vitality is the the consumable version of Correct. Okay. And then the other regular labels, those are ones you can use in a diffuser or you can put them on topically. So a lot of people are diffusing now because it's, and it's a great way. And I've used it in the past with my cats when things have been going on with them or things have been going on physically with the dogs. Um, I have a biofeedback scanner that will actually tell me specific things that their body needs at that point in time. Mm -hmm. And I'll just put it in the diffuser and then I'll, I'll have them in the house. And if they're, they need it, they'll go into that room where it is. If they don't, they walk out. Um, so it's, it's diffusing is a, is a nice passive way to be able to set it up and to protect your, your, your environment. And, and topically, if you have a very obvious issue like your shoulder or like an elbow or, you know, say cramping, cramping in your toes, that sort of thing. And then is it, is this something that when applied topically you're rubbing in and you're wanting to, or are you just dropping on how, what's the best way to apply it when you're wanting to put it on a problem area yeah that's a great and that's a great question because again going back to how how what type of lifestyle has that person had so someone who has not yet changed over to all natural personal care products or maybe they're still using bleach bleach is so awful um or or things like that and so they have so many toxins in their body sometimes people when they put an essential oil on they'll develop a rash or redness like i talked about with my clients right so the best thing to do if you've never used an essential oil, if you are still using conventional deodorants, uh, toothpaste, personal care products, and things like that, then always dilute your essential oil first. Start low and slow. With animals, oh by golly, start and that's low. What topically. Yes. Okay. Start low and slow. So use use a coconut oil. Use a, an organic coconut oil. Use a, an organic olive oil. Um, almond oil, jojoba oil, something like that, but start slow. Don't overwhelm your body. The, the lady that introduced me to, um, the oils first thing, she loved lavender and, and, uh, and she had, she would just put it, oh, she just loved it. She put it all over her and everything. And she broke out in this huge, horrible rash mm. Well, she overwhelmed her system. She, she was very toxic. And so what, what she did is she just stopped using it altogether. And then when she started using it again, then she just started diluting it. And, and uh, you know, over, the, over time, the body has done its detox. The liver uh, has done its cleansing. The kidneys have done its cleansing. Even our ex- exhalation, what we breathe out, that's a detox. Every time you, you exhale, you're detoxing stuff out of your body. Um, so that's, that's a key too. But just everybody, start low and slow. If you need to at first, dilute them. It's not going to hurt it at all. Um, the dilution when my clients will turn red on their back 
and, and they can feel the heat come up. I use a diluting a, a vegetable oil and I put it on and it slows the absorption down so that the, the burning or the heat goes away. So would it be best to, kind of similar to what you do with the drops on the back, if I'm wanting to start an essential oil, is it best to just maybe do a dab in like a small spot just to see if I react to it? And, and then, you know, once I recognize me, okay, I'm getting, I'm turning red here. I need to dilute then before I like say my, I want to put on my elbow and, and instead of like applying it directly to, does that make any sense at all? Yes, like, it does. And that, like, that's, that's, will that's a, work. Yes, it will. Okay. It will. And you can try it on the inner part of your arm because okay. that's a sensitive spot. Mm-hmm. Um, even things like lemongrass, lemongrass can sometimes cause some, some redness and, and itching and stuff. Um, so that might be one that you need to dilute wherever you put it, but a really great paste to put anything. And, and these are even safe to use on babies. I can't recommend anybody else's. I know women who, um, when their babies are born, they anoint their baby with frankincense. They use myrrh on their umbilicus. Um, they, they use different things and they're diluted because a baby's skin is so much more tender than ours and it absorbs much faster than ours. Mm-hmm. So definitely on babies, definitely on puppies, kittens, uh, small dogs, small cats, dilute for sure because they're, they're just, their bodies are just smaller than ours and use just a little tiny bit. Um, the bottom of the feet bottom of the feet. If you um, just want to start trying oils and, and you want to get your body to even start detoxing on the bottom of the feet and on the hands, if anybody's familiar with reflexology mm-hmm. in reflexology, there are points in our hands and in our feet. And in fact, right here below the wedding ring finger in that line right there, that's a heart point right there. And there's one on the, on the left foot as well. Um, there are points on the bottom of the feet that correspond to every single part of your body. The, the spine is along the, uh, the arch of the foot. Um, at the base of the toes, you've got the nose, you've got the eyes, you've got the big toe and the thumb. You having issues with your not quite getting it. You know, you're kind of out there. Stick an oil on, on the tip of your thumb. Stick an oil on the tip of your, your big toes. That's where the reflex points are for the brain. And you can use oils there that will help to, to open up those pathways. I know it's creepy and it's funny and it sounds weird, but some, I read in a book a long time ago, um, Jordan Rubin wrote a book called um, The Maker's Diet. And that was the very first book I ever read. That was the one that, that explained to me everything about nutrition and, um, and what things were, uh, that I was doing to my body that was actually damaging my body of the, the practices that I have. But he said, take a piece of garlic and cut it, rub it on the bottom of your foot, in 20 minutes you should be able to taste it. Interesting. So I haven't done that, but I have had some of my clients, because because I work on the bottom of the feet too, they'll say, are you using oregano right now? And I'm like, yeah. They said, I can taste it. They're that's like, crazy. Oh, are you using peppermint right now? Like, yeah, I can. T- they can taste it because it enters again. That's how permeable the skin is. Yeah. That's how small the molecules of the essential oils are. That's the reason why, too, the essential oils being so small, they can go cross that blood-brain barrier. Pharmaceuticals are trying to cross the blood-brain barrier with their medications, but their molecules are too big. Essential oils can cross that. Smelling them can cross that into the brain. And you're wanting to cross the blood-brain barrier. Yes. Okay. Yes. To get into that emotional center, to get things into the brain that that are necessary. People that have had um, trauma to the brain, those are things that can actually help when the essential oils can get in there. And they can also help to facilitate the body's natural healing response. 
So yeah, they're they're teeny tiny little molecules, and they're just they're fabulous, phenomenal things. That is is so wild. And what's interesting is you know I feel like we've done a deep dive here on essential oils, and at the same time, I'm also thinking. I feel like we've only scratched the surface. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, and, and so that's the vibe I'm getting uh, myself right now. But, but Becky, this has been such a blast. And and I hope for anyone out there who has been uh, either either is doing essential oils or has heard of them or have a friend that's doing them. You know, I hope this helps you in terms of you know deciding whether or not you want to cross over and, and actually purchase some or start using it in your routine. Uh, Becky, you have been such a blessing in, in, in giving us direction as far as how to get the most out of essential oils because you know it's becoming, as I told you before we started recording, it's becoming a lot more mainstream and you hear a lot about it. And, and with that, I don't think people are doing the research, you know, that you've done, that the stuff that we've talked about today. Uh, so I'm very hopeful that with this conversation, people are going to be able to make better decisions and hopefully with that, start to feel a whole lot better and, and start that healing process. So I, I really, I really appreciate you joining us on, on uh, Outside the Box Conversations. This has been so much fun. Oh, it was my pleasure. But the big thing is... Tell us. Even though... This may have sounded a little bit overwhelming at times. It's not. Yeah. It is so simple. I tell people, if you can twist open a lid and take a little dab and put it on, that's all it takes. Because the beautiful thing about the essential oils, too, is that they have, they, they, they can, they're adaptogenic. So I've heard people use um, certain essential oils for things that I'm just like, you really used it for that and it worked? Really? You know, but they are adaptogenic and your intention matters a whole lot. Just put them on, hmm. smell them, put them in a diffuser. And, and if they make you feel good, if ones that we, I know we talked about the smells, but gravitate towards the ones that make you feel good Yeah, and smell, just smell them, just use them. That's all that, that matters. I love it. That is a great place to end. Becky Wall, thank you so much. Uh, guys, this has been Outside the Box Conversations. I'm your host, Ben Rogers, and as always, we will see you guys next time. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends, and if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, we will see you guys next time.